Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Bingetown TV and our coverage of Netflix's Yu Yu Hakusho. So we've been on, I guess, maybe like a two-week hiatus at this point, but holiday season, we flipped the calendar to 2024. Hope everybody's having a very happy and solid new year. As always, there is no episode title. So this is just episode four. We're getting into, I guess, this is technically the back half of the season because there's only one episode left after <laughs> this. But um, to be honest, after the break of having watched you for a little bit, I was really happy to be back. It was fantastic. A lot of action, a lot of fighting. It's a little different than how it happens in the manga, but I think all of the, the matchups are the same. And it was, I think, what we've come to expect from this show. So I really enjoyed it. I mean... Say it for every Jujutsu Kaisen podcast. Say it for every UU podcast. The episodes just keep getting better and better. I feel like this was definitely the best UU episode. The the fights were fantastic, um, and leaves us with a nice, fat, juicy cliffhanger. Can't wait to get into it. But this episode, I think, was my favorite so far. We got some good fights. Crew came together and executed. And now it's time for UU to do the shame to do the same or what's his his name's Yusuke. not you you right Yusuke Yusuke but <laughs> well, I mean it's you you Yusuke you you okay so before we get into what's actually technically the tournament itself um you kind of realize that a couple scenes into it that it's like oh okay we're actually getting 1v1 matchups the all of the rich guys are watching and betting on it so the tournament itself has actually kind of started but before that we just got a couple scenes they're not incredibly important i think the only thing we really establish is we have uh, karama kind of knows that it's going to be a tournament he's aware that this is about to happen we learned that sakyo the mullet man his kind of whole persona and reasoning behind doing a lot of things that he's pretty much bored with life he's he gambles a lot. He always ends up winning. There's really nothing in life that excites him at this point. So that's why he's he's pushing so hard on this yokai stuff and this and this portal. And then um, we we learn at this point that uh, Koenma hasn't told Yusuke that Genkai is dead. So that's kind of everything for the most part that happens. Yeah, and they confirm that like she is land. dead, right? Yes. Yeah, that's kind of everything that happens like pre like opening sequence i don't know if anyone has any comments on that stuff or we just kind of want to jump into the actual tournaments i have a comment um on sakyo's desk there was this saucer of like black liquid that was dripping mm -hmm. and i feel like that's really important that was definitely related to the dagger the tablet and the other shit it's definitely a cursed object or whatever the i honestly forget what the terminology is for the the items that they were seeking in the first half of the season. So I think there's some going on there. It might be giving him his luck or something of them or another. Okay. Yeah. My only comment was going to be that I'm just not sure if Sakio has like, if luck is his power or if it's just, you know, a coincidence kind of thing that he's just that, that lucky, you know, um, it he was put cool. a lot of bullets into that gun. That was he that was it all up except for one. Yeah, that was actually a <laughs> that, was, that was a really badass scene. You know, I have to admit, um, that was awesome. But yeah, just not sure. Like if, again, if it's just his powers, I don't think it is. I just think he's just genuinely just a lucky guy. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with Alki that they did kind of emphasize that that puddle. I honestly at first didn't make too much of it. I thought it was kind of just one of those like. I don't know. What do you call those like beads? Just like, like well, something on your desk that you just have. I know what you're talking about, yeah. yeah. Just like one of those like cats that just fucking dips its hand in the water kind of thing. I didn't <laughs> take it as a cursed object, but I mean, it definitely resembled like 
it felt like it had a pulse almost. But I think it was because there was I was thinking the same. It might have been something that's like receiving droplets, but um, there was nothing above it that would indicate that something was dropping into it. I'm just saying I, I didn't think, think so. it was dropping anything into it. I think it was just maybe just a toy. But again, I, I'm probably more on the side of that. It's a cursed object, I guess. I was also getting the the um the vibes that it was pulsating again, like you just said. So who knows? We'll see. We'll see. If it's nothing, it's nothing. I mean, they didn't like explicitly point it out. Yeah. I Maybe mean, if you've been following along, you know that Alki's intuition is A plus, dude. Is A plus. So <laughs> I guess excuse we'll see the bed excuse the bedhead watchers. <laughs> excuse the bedhead. All right. <laughs> well, now we can move into what is the really fast-paced, exciting part of the episode? So we get um, we get two very specific one-on-ones, and then we get kind of more action. So the way I took notes, and the way I think it's going to be the easiest to talk about it, is we break it into those buckets. So bucket one is kind of Karama versus uh, Karasu. Bucket two can be Hiei versus Bui, I guess is, is his name. <laughs> is how you pronounce that? Yeah. Uh, then we have um, Kaiko, Keiko, rather, I'm sorry, Yukina and uh, Korobara. And then we'll just end with like the Yusuke kind of thing that'll bring us into the kind of like next episode talk. So bringing us back to the top, we have two people with just beautiful flowing locks. So they get after it. This Karama versus uh, Karasu fight is, I thought it was just fantastic. I actually wrote a lot of notes on just of things. I was like, oh, that sounds important. Oh, that looks important. Oh, that looks cool. Oh, that looks cool. So just, I think the whole floor is wide open to just talk about this entire fight. So anything we want to say, I'm sure we'll kind of just jumping around places, but the villains just had such amazing designs. These these yeah. two villains, uh, Karasu and Bui, both of them were just so badass. I was as soon as I, I guess I didn't take notes of Karasu like in the previous episode when he was introduced. Yeah, but seeing him now just on his own, just head to head with Krama, I was like, this guy definitely means business. And of course, all the guys are placing bets on not yeah, karama cool. and not he and i'm just like okay yeah, well they're trying to parlay the boys yeah it was, <laughs> it was so obviously going to be a win for karama and he but these fights were this fight specifically I, I i i can't even pick i think they're both just incredible the the intensity of like the speed running too is was very nice it looked very clean that's something you know you always have kind of worries about in these kind of live actions but i thought the speed and how fast they were moving looked really clean cut and did not expect the transformation from Karama. And yeah. I guess I should have maybe a little bit, knowing he's a yokai and he has such a human-esque form. But damn, I fucking love it. Yeah, and of course, it's got to be the fox. I mean, I don't know why we didn't talk about that at all. I mean, we maybe shout out Naruto once last episode, but didn't really <laughs> yeah, connect the you, dots. You did, because you were like, I'm trying not to pronounce it like Naruto, but, but it, it has what, to be pronounced yeah, that way. Yeah, it is the same. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was the best was part funny. of the episode. So that was I just think. a great reveal. Yeah, I mean, the design looked, I thought, incredible for Karama with the white fox look. It was sick. I and mean, I wonder if um, Naruto's author, and I'm embarrassed that I, f- I can't place his name right now, but... Kishimoto. Kishimoto. I wonder if he um, was inspired by Yu Yu Hakusho to name the nine tail fox Kurama. Well, you know, there's a there's a One Piece inspiration here. One Piece being inspired, I think, by this character by oh by the here by the the ball of fires. No, no the no. design Yamamoto is what he's referring to. No, right? His, no, no, no. Karasu is oh, a character oh. in One Piece who is one of the oh, lieutenants of the about. Revolutionary Army, and he has 
like the mask too. Oh, you're yeah. right. Like that. Oh, yeah. that's yeah. it. We've only seen that character a little bit. So yeah. holy shit, you're probably right. Yeah. Why not? Um, right? But you never know, because also um the my hero guy with the same mask was like pretty popular before that. Yeah, but it's he not they're him. not sharing the same exact name. True. Good point. Yeah, I'll you're right. That at least. I mean, yeah, no you're you're definitely right about that. Yeah, that's the way I took it. Um so I liked the Karasu versus Karama fight. I thought it was the best one, frankly. I like Karama's power with the vines and the the mm. plants. Uh, I I didn't really know where it was going in the first half of the season. Like I thought he just had that whip, but for him to be able to to make plants and they're alive and shit and the and the his finishing move was was fucking awesome. Yeah, it was but cool. I really loved Karasu's power, man. I thought that was like so cool. The orbs of fire, or, like gas or something. They didn't really flesh it out. It doesn't matter. It looked it looked so sick. Yeah, the minefield with, move was cool. Everything with explosive, anything with explosive like firepower is so entertaining. It was impressive how they conveyed it on screen so well. Um, it reminded me of Boom Boom Death Guy or whatever from Avatar. What the fuck is this nickname that the Sokka gives him? Yeah, the guy with this thing on his eye and he's like, combustion. Oh, man. Yeah, I know yeah, it's yeah. just like the short version is Combustion Man. Combustion Man, that is it. But Thank right you. Now, the first one was like something like Boom Boom. <laughs> something. <laughs> but it was because it was like shooting invisible orbs that would eventually land and blow up. Which yeah. the scene that I specifically think of when I'm remembering this fight is. Um, Karama using the vine whip to kind of like propel himself away from the explosions yeah. that were like it just uh, it, it looked it looks, good man yeah it looked really good and I was I was genuinely like kind of sitting there like damn this looks really good like better than any live action fight for the most part we've seen I mean I'm going to exclude when I say live action I just I'm going to exclude one piece for the time being just because it's also <laughs> a different beast but like yeah. in general when you think of live action in these kinds of fights they're just like kind of cringe but this didn't feel I, like that this anime is up there with one piece man oh yeah, yeah. I, 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 I honestly might even say so, it's better to be honest like it, it, the movement looks as natural as like it can while being supernatural mm -hmm. yeah. oh yeah like it doesn't feel corny, you know. Yeah, like this. The, yeah. the costumes look pretty solid. Like even Bowie is supposed to be that juggernaut character, but when he's like taking off his armor and it's like boom, and it's like you know he was carrying so much weight, kind of like Rock Lee. Like yeah. that was sick. Okay. I don't know if the regular watcher caught that either. You know what I mean? I thought, I thought it was a great detail that he needed to do that to keep up with Hie. Yeah, I love um, the um. Yeah, the the like breakdancing head spin that Karama does, like mm, while yeah, using the whip, like the that's vine. such a yeah. smart move to use while you have like a whip like that. It's just it, it all looked fucking good. And what I was this? sorry, Kyle, continue. No, I was just gonna say that I feel like the the yokai transformation into the fox like could have looked goofy as hell. You think mm. he just like kind of has these like fuzzy cat ears almost, but it didn't look like that, which was good. It looked I, I was good. Bad. It looked badass. Actually, like I. I don't it's not a big takeaway. I don't love Hiei's design. I think his cartoon design is so much better. I think he looks a little bit unnatural, but I was pleasantly, you know, I was impressed with the Kurama interpretation. I had never seen Kurama drawn before either, like that mm. in that form, especially. So, you know, to me it looked cool. I wonder what the relation is between his power and the obviously the the fox thing. Yeah. And I, plants and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, maybe it's, it's like clear. nature. I don't know. Maybe that like fox being controls it. 
I don't know, but I thought it was also cool how Karasu knew Kurama and mm-hmm. his reputation. Um, it adds a little more to like the lore um, yeah. and their background. So yeah, sure. we like also the whole point is him like trying to push him to transform. He's like, I want the real you. I want the real you. And speaking then he, of background and lore, we learn about Hiei's sis and yeah. how they they confirm that they're yokai. So I was my intuition was a little off about that but whatever. <laughs> yeah that's okay you looked a little different my last comment at least in terms of that fight the karama fight is that his transformation really reminded me have you seen i, I know none of us have watched boruto but naruto in boruto has that new form that's called like the baryon mode I've or something like that where it's like i think i've seen it yeah it's it reminded me exactly like that and i wonder again this is going in the conversation of like the inspiration of the design maybe it did come from inuyasha but it's like it's just a basically that but just red instead of white and it i looks... was gonna say that inuyasha was more what i was thinking yeah right you're right it did remind me yeah. of a lot of inuyasha because doesn't he get ears and shit yeah yeah he has a similar transformation that that's specifically i think inuyasha is probably the the direct correlation there but it didn't remind me of the baryon mode from naruto yeah all right so Kurama versus Karasu ends up as Kurama killing him with the oh. seed of the death plant. I guess my last question was, why were his plants decaying? Was that because of Karasu's like explosions? I was just, it felt like out of nowhere, he kind of started just, maybe it was just him expending a lot of his p- power. He's not used to be in that form, but I didn't get why the, the plants started decaying. That I think seemed that... to be what they were saying. Yeah. I don't think it was explicit in any way. Hmm. Just it's just that it was a strong form. He's just not used to it, I guess. And he had a time limit. That's the a classic way. anime. Yeah, yeah, with like the way they presented it, that's what it seemed yeah. like they wanted you to take away from it. Mm-hmm. All right. So moving into the second fight, we've kind of talked about it a little bit, but just I know that there's at least one big thing that we haven't talked about that we we'll want to talk about. So Hiei versus Bui, I mm-hmm. guess is what we'll go with. Um, initially, this battle kind of shows itself as like overwhelming strength versus overwhelming speed because as we know from Hiei that's kind of what his deal is is the speed aspect of it and poof man again just the choreography is fucking awesome the way that he uses the axe like even when he swings and it hits the ground he doesn't pick it up again he like pushes it through the ground and he's just like on Hiei's ass the whole time in close quarters I just and then what Aoki said with the transformation where he then sheds the weight and now we're getting into like fistica it just was fucking another good one it was just dark was the only thing yeah i yeah i agree um but yeah the the one thing comes to mind like we shows up with this huge battle axe and you're like okay like this might look a little terrible for being live action like how are they going to incorporate such a big weapon and make it seem like he's wielding it without you know struggling too much and i thought they did a perfect job at the beginning it looked yeah, or like it, it looks to, like it's made out of foam yeah and it I was a little worried at first in the beginning, maybe because I had those thoughts, I wasn't like too into it. But honestly, as the fight progressed and we kept seeing like the different ways that he was using the axe and swinging and using its momentum in different ways, I honestly thought it was amazing. Again, that's just one of those things that you think about because it's a live action. It's going to be really cringe and not look that well. But I think it looked very natural the way he was swinging and again, the ways that he was like using the momentum of the heavy axe to create new moves. I thought it was very smart and just well done. And the way he like uses it to almost like climb up the wall mm-hmm. when he like swings and it like and then he like vaults himself above it and then takes like another swing. Oh, when he splits the rafters or whatever. Yeah, oh, yeah, that was that fucking was, sick. Yeah, 
100 percent. i was so definitely cool. out i was definitely out loud saying like that was fucking that was, fucking <laughs> yeah, that was a great move and then yeah. he on the other hand i love the when like the inverted grip strike where he like they're kind of going and they're they're he gets cut and he is also like chinking up his armor a little bit and then he like does the inverted grip on the sword and like kind of punches through the mm-hmm. axe like into his chest and i was like oh yeah that looked fucking sick yeah that was nice <laughs> yeah but i'm kind of without i'm kind of without yeah the he design is not my favorite design yeah. um I but just hate his hair like i don't know why they had to make his hair big but whatever i mean it is big I but guess. yeah of course yeah of course, like Alki said, though, the, the armor coming off is definitely a Rock Lee moment. I mean, who knows where the yeah. inspiration came from originally? It was probably maybe even Piccolo from fucking OG Dragon Ball. Like, this is because I feel like that was yeah, Mike maybe the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Without so like, the years in front of you. But I mean, yeah, it was and, fucking and I guess the content itself is fairly like ob- not a, obvious. I don't want to say, but like, yeah, it's, a, yeah, it's pretty easy to think of. I guess the anime Yu Yu Hakusho, I just looked it up, was out was out from 92 to 95. So that means that the manga was written before then, right? Mm-hmm. Or on, at least like, at the same time. Almost like 88, 89 maybe it started. Mm-hmm. With that being said, that's old. I mean, like Naruto definitely didn't start coming out till much later. No, mid 90s, I think it was late yeah. late 90s. Late 90s, right? I think so. Yeah. But uh, overall, just two phenomenal fights that, again, just yeah. you're worried about well, the cringiness. And okay. I mean, how about he is Trump card? Yeah, that this that black dragon that just shoots out of his like tattooed caked up arm, I thought was. Yeah, I was very curious what you guys were thinking of that. And again, it the special effects on it looked fucking awesome. Like when yeah. when we like grat catches its jaws and it's like okay and that looked one well, then it just fucking takes him for a ride and i was like oh baby that was definitely madara verse get mike guy when he yeah. catches the fucking tiger or whatever but <laughs> like he just great call. Yeah. fucking just destroys him anyway great yeah, fight that's, that's sick actually oh the dragon was amazing it looked incredible i thought uh definitely vibes of also wheel of time with the dragon mm, reborn season yeah, two a fair, little fair, bit fair, fair. um fair, fair but damn it looked good i I, again, I've me and Alki kind of said it like we kind of know a little bit about Hie. We're kind of assuming that he's going to join the squad up. It's kind of pretty evident. I feel like at this point, since they're all fighting, you know, the same enemies at whatever. But this was something I didn't expect. I didn't, I didn't know he had this uh, this dragon arm, which I'm excited to get more into. It also left his right hand like completely torched afterwards. And yeah. Karama made it seem like when they re met up afterwards that he can do it multiple times. It's just, I guess his arm needs to be healed for it to to be used i guess um but i took it as it's not just like a one-time deal but i could be wrong yeah it seems like he's used it before like mm-hmm. that wasn't the first time used like it, karama so, i think specifically says like uh looks like you won't be using that for a while or something like that i think yeah, when he sees like, the right arm good. yeah <laughs> of course which clearly bluffing yeah, yeah. but it was the dragon the way it just takes we and just like spins him in the air and then just drops him into the ground. It was so badass. <laughs> and we do find out a little bit here that um we has fought younger yeah. Togoro before the Togoros and lost. So in the in the manga, I'm pretty sure it works that they we and um Karasu have fought them before and lost, so now they're like they're like slaves for life, basically. Mm. Okay. But the, the tournament arc in the manga is like a legit like tournament. They're in like an arena with like a crowd and fans, and there's like right. you know like, drag, like classic Dragon Ball Z. Like there's just like a, a like a you know a square 
And it's like, okay, we're fighting. So then it's like, okay, this is Kurama versus Karasu. And they fight like that. This is a little bit more impromptu, but I think it works better for the story. The uh, live action adaptation. Yeah, yeah. That it's like impromptu, but like also kind of planned. Where, like, well, yeah, they like led setting. them there. They led them. Yeah. They led them there, but there's not. Uh, I mean, it. we know it's a fucking turn, like a fucking yeah, yeah, battle royale. Yeah. yeah, it's not like they like sent out tickets and like, you know what I mean? Like they were selling concessions and shit for it. So I do they have cigars. multiple fights then? Does like Kurama have multiple fights? That is a fantastic question that I don't remember the answer to. But I would have to say... If I had to guess, I would say yes, but probably can right. Me. Someone can correct me. Tarakane right. goes down millions here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of them do. A lot of them are plucking, trying to parlay uh, Bui and Karatsu. Yeah. So. The fat guy, he's like, one million yen. And I was like, <laughs> you're an idiot. <laughs> he bets on the, both the wrong people. He didn't hedge yeah. any bets. He didn't hedge dopey, any. Dopey, dopey, dopey. Well, All right. Yeah. So the the third bucket, second to last bucket, is going to be um, Keiko, Yukin, <laughs> Korobara runs into them. So before we run into Korobara, we just have some kind of just quick bonding where um, Yukina heals Keiko's hand. Keiko then pulls out some Yusuke learned wrestling moves and knocks the guard out so they escape. And I just like how it, I have it in quotes, like, Keiko convinces her to escape where she's basically like, I will literally drag you out of the cell by your neck. So a little bit of fiery Keiko's personality coming out there and then really coming out when she, I guess, unexpectedly, obviously, but just hits Korobara with a nice nut shot <laughs> as he's running around the corner. I was actually and, cracking up. That was yeah. so funny. She also wrestled the the jailer. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. knocked his ass out. Did we know she had? I think we they had mentioned like she had karate background or something, right? Like martial arts. Didn't she put somebody in an arm bar earlier in the season? Or did I imagine that? She definitely does it here. The guy's like definitely in a clear like WWE Grapple. headlock. Yeah. yeah. She's she like, thank moves. God for the use case wrestling lessons. I'm like, yeah. damn, bro, he's he's getting cl- he's trying to get close, dude. <laughs> yeah, wrestling. What do you mean wrestling? <laughs> and of course, like he's in so much pain, he looks up and then sees his angel. And I'm just yeah, yeah. I'm cracking the fuck up. Oh like, my who God. is this beautiful woman next to Only me? thing was missing was a nosebleed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been a cool. great that would have been funny. I would like that would be so funny to see that in live action. <laughs> but they um so they're now kind of you know, walking through the tunnels, doing their thing, and they accidentally let loose another Helen. So uh, the chase scene was just kind of funny at Corbara. Like when he tells her, like, do that one, and then it opens, he goes, yeah, like, bingo. And then it just opens up, and then they have to run the other way. <laughs> but I thought I thought it all looked cool. I mean, the like Keiko has the, the metal thing, so she's doing it with the sound. I was, like, waiting for uh, Corbara to pull out the spirit sword, if I'm yeah, honest. Yeah, me too. Yeah, they 100%. just, I mean, they totally dictated us into the end where he slides through and then we actually run into the real battle which is him right. versus elder togaro the little guys so. i was at first like i was like oh they're doing my boy dirty here he's just gonna fight this fucking demodog like whatever yeah. um but then uh this last episode's gonna be karabara and uh yusuke versus the bros yep. my only bros complaint bros. i think i would have so far of this show is i just feel like there hasn't been enough training for Yusuke to just immediately go up against Togoro you know his main fights have been one random I was gonna say parasite one random yokai and like that's it like he's trained a little bit and I just I 
I know he's going to win, which is why I'm kind of just like saying this now. Like, I'm sure it's going to be badass, but it does like it just doesn't feel like he's at that level yet. Like Togro, we know, has been around the block, whoops his master, um, Yusuke's master, master, and has beaten all these other strong ass yokai who needed like other strong ass yokai to beat them. And now like Kurabara, who was just running away from a devil dog, is going to fight the number two guy. And then Yusuke is going to fight the number one guy after having no experience. So my only complaint of the show so far is, again, I'm just assuming he's going to win. We'll see what actually happens in the next episode. If Honestly, it might even be better if he were to lose. It would make more sense to me, but I don't think he will. And it's going to be my only complaint. But either way, I'm like still very much looking forward to like how he's going to grow during this fight. And it's I guess it's technically preemptive because they could like he hasn't even fired off like a situation. He hasn't even fired off a successful like spirit blast on purpose you know like some of them may have been just like peak like heat of the moment kind of like fired it off but like yeah. he hasn't done like sat down and just like multiple in a row fired <laughs> off you know it's true yeah yeah we've only seen him really have like that quick scrap with he after the training yeah okay that's, was that's obviously really inconclusive it. yeah so i guess we'll see i mean we have the they they mentioned it in the the opening sequence they gave us a little recap here about how he has that spirit wave orb we're not sure what that is yet so that obviously is going to come and, and play a role and we'll just have to watch as we know the fights in the show have been incredible so i think despite maybe a level of implausibility of how earned the victory would be i think the fights themselves are going to be fantastic yeah i'm not too worried about the fights themselves yeah. but just either way I, guess, I love i love watching togoro just juice up a little bit yeah it's pretty badass. a little warm-up to start i love yeah. his glasses too the glasses look funny yeah and in the last important piece of information is that the wormhole is now open mm. so we will see what kind of role that plays in a in this final episode that's upcoming five episode season first time i've ever experienced it in my life but we're gonna I just that i'm just now i'm getting jjk vibes of just the ending of this season is just gonna be all these fucking yokai just coming out <laughs> swarming out yeah, yeah. That, that would actually be a crazy parallel yeah but other than that, just great episode, man. I love me some good fighting, and we got two great fights here. I hope yeah, they stick. Back. I hope they stick the landing because um, this has some serious potential to grow Netflix's uh, arsenal of live action adaptations. You know, now yeah. we got we got Alice in Borderland, One Piece, two that stick out. There's other ones that are on Netflix. I'm not sure how many of them are actually like Netflix. I think Death Note was unfortunately. Oh, that one's probably ass. I didn't watch that shit. percent They wiped um, Cowboy Bebop off the internet completely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that one was shit. (laughs) But hey, they've come since those two, they've come out with two good ones. Alice in Borderland and One Piece. So this one could be number three. No, for sure. I mean, dude, look, like it's hard. Yeah, I'm expecting it to nail the landing. And I think if it does, I'll be recommending it to friends. I think that like show creators and you saw this with Dragon Ball Evolution, they try really hard to personify like the characters. And I think they should take a a page from comic book adaptations, books, uh, instruction manuals, you know, because like batman is one that sticks out to me batman's never corny like they don't make batman live action since like the 50s where he has like a gray suit with black tidy whities yeah you know what i'm saying like that's kind of where i'm coming with with the he design like they can make him look cool they don't have to give him the 80s hair you know what i'm saying but it is what it is though they're it's growing that's all 
Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I'd still, I honestly, four episodes in was probably more hooked into this live action than the one piece one. I love the one piece one, but this one I think is just because it's the pacing's meant to be a little bit quicker. Like one piece is whatever, like a thousand chapters plus yeah. of content where this is like condensed is already kind of condensed. If and, you like wiped my brain of both content, of mm-hmm. Yu Yu Hakusho and One Piece content, and then told me to watch them. Like I feel like I would be more engaged with this show. I agree. The One yes. Piece live action. I agree. I, mean, I think it has at to, this age, you know, because we're just older now. Yeah. I think it has to do with. Um, I think it also has to do with the fact that we don't know as much about the story that yeah. we do. One and Piece. One Piece also That's just true. naturally feel is just more. I think comedic. It seems like like I have yeah. never read Yu Yu, but like it definitely seems a little darker in tone. Yeah, I, I think that's also been like a conscious choice of the show. Like Alki's right. saying, like not maybe leaning into so much of like the cartoony. Like there's still right. some laughs involved, but it's not as like over the head, like slapstick. Right, like Luffy screaming. Kind like of, Luffy yeah. sticking fucking bonbons in his pocket. <laughs> so I, yeah, I, I think Literally they've like hit a nice tone for the show for like a live action <laughs> version of it. Definitely. For sure. Yeah, so we'll be back. I don't want to... Pro- I mean, I assume... We're just kind of rolling now. JJK has finished, so we're kind of our anime slate has just dwindled down yeah, to one. solo leveling. But solo, solo level, well, we're not sure if it's coming out if if that's if it's a Japan only release or not. So we'll have to look into that. But I'm we'll gonna have learn more anime Japan. stuff coming. I'm gonna learn Japan. I'm gonna learn Japan. I'm gonna learn Japan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna learn Japanese so I can watch it. So <laughs> we'll be back with one more Yu Yu Hakusho episode. But don't fear. Solo leveling's out, guys. It's on Crunchyroll. Oh, my God. Okay, let's go. So, yeah, don't fear. That won't be the end of our anime coverage. And that, at very least, won't be the end of Bingetown TV's coverage. So, Bingetown TV is much bigger than just Yu Yu Hakusho and anime. There's a bunch Mm -hmm. of us that host these shows. We're currently covering Reacher Season 2. I'm not sure exactly when that will We'll wrap up, but I'm sure it's it's soon-ish. We have Percy Jackson and the Olympians on Disney+. Plus. We're covering that show as well. True Detective comes out quite soon so we'll be covering that show as well and yeah and then we'll be keep going 2024 should be a good year for binge town tv and we would love to have you along for the ride the best way to support us is just going to be subscribing whatever you're listening or watching on and if you're watching maybe throw us a like on youtube and maybe comment maybe comment if we got something wrong which i'm sure i did for the most part you want to clarify something or you just want to shout us out give us some kudos and yeah so for the second to last time at this yu Show season once again, we are Binge Town TV, and thank you for listening. Good night. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.